Let's Talk About You with Camilla Francis is a talk show in which we talk about, well, you. The things you care about, whether it's money, kids, your health, career, or anything you thought was just too embarrassing to say out loud, nothing is off the table here. Tune in and let's talk about you. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Let's Talk About You. My name is Camilla Francis and I am your host. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be here once again to just talk about things that concern us, members of the community, whether it be your children, your marriage. And today we will be talking about unity, coming together as one. What can we do if we just work together as one? I have the special honor and privilege to have Ms. Francine Pensipio joining me today. And Ms. Scipio is a huge, huge part of the community here in St. Thomas Virgin Islands. And we're just gonna talk about things that are important to us, um, what unity means to us, um, and just things that Ms. Scipio has done, she and her family has done for the community. And what's coming up this coming week? Thanksgiving. Yes, we have so much to be thankful for. This year has been a year to think about, a year that created pause, a year that create, uh, created reevaluation. Nonetheless, there's always something to be thankful for. Ms. Scipio, welcome, welcome, welcome. Introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me. And good afternoon, everyone. I'm a Virgin Islander, lived home most of my life, worked for the government for 38 years, um, have four children. Uh, my husband is a Tegan, Clarence Scipio, and I have many grandchildren. My life is circulated around my family and my children and the community. Uh, that is my love. And um, doing what you can do for your neighbor, for someone, for your children, they're always around me. And that is about my life. I like to help out where I can. I have had many, many um, visions of what I would really like to do. I'm in the community, but uh, it didn't happen. Such as a halfway house for the homeless and stuff like that, that was one of my visions. But you have to have backing and people to help you and a building, you know, that was my big envision but yes, we need it, and things like that. Well, you see, what you're talking about is so important and relevant to our dialogue here today about unity and the things that we can do, you know? And, you know, the scripture just talks about when we congregate in one accord, we can just definitely move mountains because, you know, where two or three are gathered in his name, prayers are answered and it's, and it's the same here in the natural. If we do things, not just one, you know, two and just build and we work together we definitely can move mountains we can definitely do things so don't discredit and think because it hasn't happened yet sure it happen so the very, the very same thanksgiving luncheon right yeah, if thanksgiving others luncheon. don't help me i can't be successful with it you understand my family people in the community, people such as yourself with your organization, Girls on the Go, who've been coming for years to volunteer. One doesn't do something by yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to have people helping. Definitely. 
Definitely. So tell us about, um, in addition to just your thoughts and your dreams and you're putting your visions out there about being, um, you like togetherness, you like to do help others, you like to um, help your community, you like to help your family and doing all those things, that's not only building community, that's building togetherness and building unity, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you mentioned that you've started a uh, a gifting that you had in your family have been doing. Tell us about that gifting that you've done over the years. Yes. Well, I started in 1994, originally, right? Right down the hall from All Saints Church, that, um, Dr. Conkrine's home. And uh, that was the first year. The second year, 19... What, tell, tell us what exactly did you start, you know? Tell the audience because even Serving though there are those that know about you, there's but some that you know. Don't. You know, there there are many, many, many um, young guys hang around in the area, and it was a good way to start them to giving them some food. They always, you know, asking for something, and instead of just, you know, to give them a nice meal. Okay. Right, and that was a vision that Thanksgiving Day is a day when people are lonely, oftentimes, and you know. It's just one day, but it means a lot to people, you know? So we started in 1994, um, adjacent to the church. And then um, in 1995, Hurricane Marilyn came. So for 96 and 97, we were unable to do so because everyone was in distress. We started back in 1968 to now. So this is the 24th year. Okay, and you've been serving the community by providing meals, correct? Yes. Okay, and this is something that you do annually at Thanksgiving? At Thanksgiving. Uh, initially, I, I put aside some monies because it has to be a give back. And then when it got bigger, um, I started to get sponsors. And I have mm -hmm. to thank my sponsors. You know, I have to. They that's community awesome. and that's yeah. unity. That's what we're talking about together. Yeah, they are very awesome. You know, because after a while, it, it just became overwhelming mm -hmm. the numbers, right? And I had started with just homeless and mentally ill to look about them, right? And then everybody came and you can't say no because you know why they need it. I'm serious. People came with their children. You, you see them, people come from off of Main Street, they're working, they, they don't cook because they're working all day. What you gonna tell them, no? No, as long as there's something, some food there, everybody can partake. And that's what, you know? Right. And, and you know, you said that's very interesting because initially when we, um, the members of Girls on the Go started coming along and volunteering to be a part and assistance to your gifting, it, yes. it was just, it, for, at first it created pauses like, hmm, even in addition to the homeless, persons from yes. Main Street came. But at the end of the day, they're here working. They don't have time to prepare for their families or whatever. So you opened up to every single right person. And you won't believe the stories. People would say, um, you know, well, my husband is deceased. What, what are you going to do with a whole big turkey? Can I have a meal? Things like that. Oh, my family's away. It's just me, you know? And mm -hmm. so... That created a, a nice lunch for them. Yeah. That they wouldn't have had otherwise. Not only lunch, dinner. <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> yes. 
So um, tell us, um, in addition to your family starting this and you started as just wanting to do some an outreach outside of your church. Yes. Tell us about how you started to get sponsorships. <laughs> yes. You don't um, have to mention who they are. You don't have to no, talk about that. No, I, I, I won't because if you miss somebody, they would. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want you to miss yeah. anyone at but all. Like, after, like after the fifth, sixth year, and it really started to grow, like after the fifth, sixth year, right? I simply started speaking to people and asking them and sending a letter. And I can tell you that everyone has responded favorably, you know? And there was one, one gentleman who had, is, is um, one gentleman. The minute I opened my mouth, that was it. And he has, oh, every year, continued to give, continued to give and ask me, what else can you do? You know, people, people are just helpful. And how pleasant it is when brothers come together in unity, right? Yes, yes. And, and you know, I, go ahead. And I feel that you may have some people who, you have people there who are not homeless, homeless. But do we realize how many people are working every day and don't have a meal and don't have food to provide and stuff like this? You have a lot of people working every day and going to Bethlehem House and stuff and getting food. True. It's not just being out there homeless. That's that's very true. That is very true. Yeah. And you know, we we definitely need to in this community. We have a very small community, and it's close knit. Because I know, in addition to your organization, there are other organizations, fraternities, um, that lodges that come together and just serve their community. And mm -hmm. they don't just wait for Thanksgiving. I know that you do things in addition to Thanksgiving, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's talk about that. I mean, I know Thanksgiving is coming up, but mm -hmm. I, I want everyone to know that what you do is always, not just this time of the year. So what, in addition to your Thanksgiving gifting, what else do you do? Well, I look about, I look about seniors. I call them, mm -hmm. I check on them. I do gift them with things, what I can give to them. I make sure that they're not lonely. You know, you, you call, you check, do kind of, kind of thing. How can I help you? We had a sister who just passed. I used to drive her around, you know, and stuff like that. Um, additionally, we haven't done it for a little bit because there are so many uh, rules now at the, the prison. We had a prison ministry, which we hope to revive again, and we will take gifts to them, socks, those kinds of things, and so forth and so on. Um, I want to develop a youth thing which has gone down and revive it. Okay. Tell us about that. The, the, the audience is listening. You never know who's there that can be able to bless you. <laughs> well, initially, initially, I did it under the Lions Club. Okay. Right? I was saying no to draw. I was the, um, what would you say, call it? Um, the person in charge of the say no to drugs thing, and it was it went very well. Okay. Did an essay. Whoever won got it read on WSD, and he played it up big for us. We had T-shirts, etc., etc., etc. I want to get back doing some more stuff like that. Um, not necessarily the drugs. Just it's a lot of other things going on with the youths, you know, and they need mentors. They need people to back them. They need people to help them. True. Yes. We definitely need that. And um, in addition to you building and want to 
um, organize and have certain facilities and outlets to assist with our youth. Being that we're in a, a very fragile time of the year because of COVID, what would you suggest that are done? Because right now the parents have their kids at home yes, and it's yes. hard for them. Some are unemployed, some have to work and the kids are learning from home. I mean, you know, um, virtually. What advice or what suggestion would you have to give the parents, the kids during this very sensitive time that we're going through? Right now, to tell you the truth, I don't have the answer to that one. It's very difficult. I myself, I'm working with two of my grandkids here schooling because their parents are working, right? All, all I can say is like I saw in Oswald Harris Court, families are padding up and helping the children together you know if we can do that that's a good thing because many parents are working um yes. one of my granddaughter her three our classmates are going to the parents job to do this the, the work to use the computer etc so if families in, in neighborhoods could pad up like oswald harris is doing i saw in the newspaper that's a good thing to help the children and that's our community you being um unifying Yes. our community to help one another and so that that is definitely a good outlet and and it's good that you're able to so even though you're quote unquote retired you're still doing your due of working what is retired <laughs> i know right exactly what does that mean <laughs> you know it means living your best life so you're living your best life yeah. now that's, that's right you're doing. <laughs> so as you're living your best life um, you said that your husband is a deacon. Um, tell us about uh, Deacon CPO because he too is well known in this community. Yes, he is. He is has he's been in almost every church in the Virgin Islands, right? But he is a deacon, and he had a very very good program going with the seniors on Saint John for many many years. Um, for some reason, they lost the, the grant after he left, but. It was a very viable program. He does his ministry at the church every day. He goes up there to look about the sick and pray with the sick. Oftentimes, families, um, um, people who may be dying, he gives them the last word with the family and all this kind of thing every day, Sunday to Sunday. So he too is keeping our community together by unifying them through the word, unifying them through prayer, which is very important, especially as they transition to the next phase. So that too is important. So we give him, we, we are very grateful to him for doing that because we know that he will never retire. I'm very proud of him. No, no he's, he'll die. He'll, you know what I'm saying? It's his life. You know, well, we have to get him slowed down a little bit because of age, but to stop, he can't stop. We don't you want him to stop. stop. You can't stop people like that. It's just too much to ask. And not only that, he's a staple, so we don't want that yeah. to stop. And we they have so much to do. Yeah. Exactly. And we, the younger ones that are coming up, you know, they're learning how to build the community that they desire. They're yeah. learning how to work together in one accord. So at the end of the day, we have to look to you, to our elders, for mm -hmm. how to, to, to move forward. You know, in order to truly move forward, we have to know where we started from. Yes. So we definitely give him thanks, and we don't want him to stop. We want no, we don't. <laughs> doing. You so, couldn't achieve it anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
So as you do your things and you're intentional about everything that you do for your community yes. and um, in you and you being intentional, I want you to really talk about this youth program that you want persons to bless into you about. Mm -hmm. Well, I would want it to be similar to the one that I had with the Lions Club, where okay. we did like a youth forum. We did a youth mm -hmm. forum, Miss uh, Miss Henneman was one of the speakers. We had some awesome speakers. Um, Reverend, he's now on St. Croix from Catholic Church, the young one, I forgot his name. He was very um, into the young people. And so you would want to have dynamic persons who deal with youths to work with them. Not just about drugs, like I said, but about so very many things. The youths have so many issues here that we didn't have to even dream of facing. And you need somebody to stare them. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But that kind of thing. Even, even as even as simple as um as posture, how the way you carry yourself, the way you speak to people, every single thing. You know, our parents and our teachers taught us those things. You had to sit properly, you had to do this. Yes, etiquette, you know? very important. And it's very lacking now. You know, they think we old fashioned, but they need it. They need it. Well, there's still organizations out there. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. And, um, and you know, the still that, the in that, the importance of yes, those sororities that yes. um, do the upkeep with the etiquette courses and their deputies yes. and so the forth. Mm -hmm. That's all a part about being community and bringing them, our youth together, our community together in one accord to getting things done. You know, introducing yes. them to something new that they've never known before. The ball dances, uh, yeah. the, the quadrille dances. Those are, I truly enjoy that. I mean, I have done the quadrille, but I, I truly enjoy the calling and the, the watching the magic of things coming together. And, and those tables are important. Those tables are important to build a community that we want. Yes. Do you, in, in addition to your gifting of your Thanksgiving and your all year round um, non-retirement work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you see um, our community? What are things in the community you, you want to address? Well, uh, we have become so divided so very divided you most people now don't even know their neighbor you know i mean in a sunday you would carry a meal for your neighbor and this kind of thing i would like we can't change the hands of time but i would like to see us come to a point where we are more open more loving seem to be more caring about others it's not just about us you know and if if we can achieve some of that we would be a far better community. And guess what? The younger folks are going to emulate us. Well, true, because, you know, a community is a social unit or a group, the village, your neighborhood, you know, but it even goes beyond the neighborhood. This whole entire island, the United States Virgin Islands, the British Virgin Islands, we're yeah. all one community. Yeah. We all have one accord. And because of social media, that has bring your community closer together right on your computer screen you know yeah. things are more tangible and yes even though there's a lot of division and unrest 
there's still a lot of persons trying to work trying to bring us together and remember what's important and educating us. I mean, the one thing that I, one of the many things, I must say that being in, in lockdown or we weren't able to, it has allowed me the opportunity to learn so much about things that I thought I learned in school. And, and it was just either not true or there was more behind the scenes story to what it is. And because persons took the opportunity to um, do the research, to educate their community, to educate the world, that has brought us together. Yes. And that is very important. And I, I truly appreciate that part. So, you know, it, it has made what seemed very distant, very tangible and close knit. It made me feel like, okay, now I'm learning something new. And it makes me want to learn more and it makes me want to do more in this community and others. So we could definitely not only learn about our differences, but what in our differences, what brings us together. Yes. And, and a lot of the children now, because of the COVID, they're doing things that they weren't doing, doing a little sewing, doing a little knitting, you know what I'm saying? Doing a yeah. lot of things they weren't doing before and didn't want to do, but they have time in their hands. So, you know, to fill it up. Yeah, we all have time in the house because now I'm gardening. I, I'm growing. I have probably like eight avocado trees starting to grow. Good girl. Good. That's good. Become a little farmer myself. So I truly understand that. If nothing else, I'll have avocado and pumpkin to eat. You'll be able to eat. <laughs> so um, in a, do you find any challenges with you trying to assist with educating your grandkids, um, doing it virtually and making sure that they get what it is that they need. Because even though they may, you may have one, more than one grandchild that you're assisting, the fact that they don't have that tangible um, communication with their peers, yes. how have you tried to assist with filling that void for them? So they, they feel like they're not missing out on what's going on in their community. Well, the, the youngest one, she's four and in preschool, she's the hardest because the first few days when you got onto um, to this computer, she wanted to be there with her friends, you know, you know and her teacher is there and, and why is she there? She want to be in the school. And you have to try to explain that because of the, what's going on. You have, we have to do it this way. It took her maybe like a week or two to really grasp the concept that she has to be here for now, you know? And um, how to make them, other than that, the only problems that I see with, with the um, homeschooling or the tutorials is the computer. The computers go down often. Yeah. Often. Yeah, technology is great, but it's definitely not always what we need it to be when we need it to so be. That could be quite frustrating. The older one is in seventh, and she gets a little frustrated because you got to be backing up your home, your work, because, and the power, we had power outage like three times. Those mm -hmm. are the, and you got to try to keep them on cue and keep their spirit up and so on, because you don't want them to lose their um, incentive and, and so on. You know, do you, do you take them? On, do you take them on your little um, your trips too when you're gifting your seniors? Because I know that the fact that you know with COVID and with restrictions and so forth. Not now. Before, 
before okay. I, everywhere I go, they went even on to church meetings, everything. And then there were two guys that we used to feed. My aunt and I used to feed in the area in the Sundays. I would take them along with, and they love it. They love what we're doing. But right now it's kind of, the, I don't take them anywhere now. Okay, yeah, it is, it is a very challenging time. So let's get back to what's coming up, Thanksgiving. What does Thanksgiving mean to you? In addition to, I know that you're gifting and you blessing others and your outreach is definitely um, a big staple for Thanksgiving and, and the CPO family. But what just, you know, talk about things that you're just thankful for just because. I am thankful for life. Yes. I am thankful for my family. You know, I'm thankful for every blessing, you know. Um, the small things in life, my, my grandkids. Um, but Thanksgiving for me is family, family and friends. And we used to do our Thanksgiving in my family. We go from sister to sister and eat to each person, the same right. as Christmas, you know. And right. it's, always a big, it's always a big deal, you know. Thanksgiving is a wonderful time. And that's why I chose Thanksgiving. Because a lot of people were not getting it, you know. So even if you're just there for an hour or two with some people, you feel a little better because you have, you, you, you notice over the years you develop a camaraderie yes. with yourselves. Yes. Like yes. Camaraderie. Yeah. And they love it. You know, not everybody gets it. So if you can share it a little bit, but Thanksgiving is awesome. It's a wonderful time of year. And I also chose it because when I was away, Thanksgiving was the worst time of my life because I didn't have my family there and all those things, you know? So I, I said this would be a great time. So you see, you used things that were challenging to you to be a blessing to others. <laughs> yeah. That is definitely building togetherness and unity. So I, that is definitely a great. And I, for me, I'm grateful to God for all his opportunities, just for life, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for my child. I have a beautiful daughter. I am so grateful. <laughs> God did a good job because I can't take credit for that. <laughs> yeah. I am grateful for what he's done in my life, what he's doing in my life, what he'll continue to do. I'm grateful for knowing persons like you because he opened that door and it's been what, 10 years? So, time yeah, you're family life. now. You know, your family exactly. now. Now we're family. <laughs> yeah. So, I am so grateful that he has opened that door for us to have that camaraderie, that community, that unity, that fellowship, and just coming out and seeing how you've grown and how persons come out to assist what it is that you've done. And as I said, in addition to the CPO family helping and having their Thanksgiving outreach, there are other fraternities, yes. their um, sororities, their lodges that give back to their community. They have their staple places where they have their luncheons and other things that they want to do. So we're in this together. At the end of the day, persons, different community um, organizations um, come together to bless one another. They come together for unity. They come together to enhance one another. They come together to lift one another up, you know, to, to give or just to just sit down and say, hey, just breathe, just smile, just laugh, hug, you know, this year is going to be different. So there may not be as much hugging. No. But what are things that you're going to do different this year that you didn't have to think about last year? What is it you're doing different this year? We had to redo the whole thing. As you know, we would come with all the foods there and serve everything there, right? So this year, 
we're going to have everything plated. Okay. Plate everything in a bag. Your, your, your food, your, um, your drinks, your dessert, you know, and we're going to ask you not to stay because we don't want people congregating, you know, but I'm, I'm grateful that at least we could still get to do it using all the protocols. We're going to have the, we're going to put down the lines for six feet apart, only X amount of persons to step on the pavilion at a time to, for everyone's safety, you know, yes, yes. So that, those are the changes that we have to do. And of course we have to ask them not to stick around. Because right. they like they have come to like it and they've made friends. Yes, yes, you're right. Because I truly enjoy and have great conversations when I, I when I was there myself. Yeah. If you if someone wants to bless you or assist with what it is that you're doing, how can they? Uh, to be honest, the only thing I'm lacking is some desserts right now. Okay. Everything how can they reach you? Hmm? How can they reach you? They may call me at uh, 340-201-9110. Say that again. I'm sorry. 340-201-9110. And that is to contact you to um, assist with anything that it is that they want to gift you with, correct? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Or if it's an adult and they would like to help, it'll be much less time than before because you know we're not serving as many because of the covid but if anyone wants to help they can feel but, free to come down what time yeah. uh 12 for 12 12 because everything is going to be bagged okay so 12 p.m thanksgiving day and what, what's your location the emancipation garden so 12 p.m. Thursday, Thanksgiving Day in the Emancipation Garden. Anyone that wants to come down and assist the CPO family to be a blessing to others, assist your community, bring us together in one accord, that is a place to be. Ms. CPO, uh, is there anything else you want to share yes, with us? I'd like to say, when say, and everyone remember the, remember the grill, what we always say, you can come as long as you treat everybody from the bum in the street to the governor the same because we want everybody to be welcome at our site. That is our goal, as you know. And yes. you give them a little smile and you make them feel welcome. I want you to definitely elaborate on that a little bit before um, we move forward about treating everyone equally. Because I know that you said you initially when you started, you started this to assist the feeling, feeding the homeless. And then everyone came together. Yes. So did you find that there were any disparities versus the homeless and um, your regular, well, I wouldn't say regular, that's not the right word, the, the disparities between the homeless and the non-homeless? I, I find that in the beginning, some people felt leery being around some persons, but uh, that changed swiftly because when we show them what we do, right, it changes. It changes. And I ask everybody, give a smile to everybody. You remember, you know that. Give a smile to everybody. Say happy Thanksgiving to everybody and make everybody feel at home. You know, I don't care if they're dirty. I don't care if you're clean. I don't care who you are. But the thing is to make everybody feel welcome and a part of. Community. Yeah. Unifying everybody, bringing us together in one accord. And that and is very important. That definitely people, people being standoffish in, in the beginning, yes. In the beginning, yes. 
you know, people didn't know what to expect. And, you know, people are so afraid of mentally ill people and the homeless because of what we, we've heard and been taught, you know? So we have to educate them. That's our job. <laughs> that's a part of the, as I was saying, that's a part about being a community, things that we've never known, known before. It's up to us, each one teach one. That's yeah. the only way we can truly be unified and come together to know what to expect, you know? And our differences is sometimes what brings us together. Yes, yes. So Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, 12 p.m., um, if anyone wants to reach Miss Scipio, please feel free to call her at the number mentioned. And you guys have to smile. <laughs> and you have to say happy Thanksgiving. Yes. And you have to treat everyone equally because they are part of the same community. Yeah. And we're all one because we're unifying, especially on that day. We need to do it every day, not just Thanksgiving Day. That's right do it all the time but thanksgiving is a day to bring us back bring us into remembrance of what it is we're supposed to be doing all the time yes yes so miss Scipio, thank you so so much for everything you and your family have done you guys are a true staple in our community thank on behalf you. of myself camilla francis um all the members of girls on the go we're gonna miss you this year <laughs> i know the girls can't come yeah, but i thank come. you i thank you first of all for having me on the show oh, and i thank you for your service and the children's the girls service and everything that you do god bless thank you thank you god bless you too thank you so much happy thanksgiving miss cpo same to you <laughs> Now, guys, you're in for a little treat. Because of Thanksgiving, we know that everyone wants to cook and try something new or just focus on our staple dishes. And I decided, because I like to try new things, why not look up a recipe, something I've never done before, something outside my comfort zone and my box and make it educational. So not just um, creating a new recipe or looking up a new recipe, make sure that I learn something from it. So I decided to look up a recipe from the Native American community. And the tribe that I found this from is called the Muckleshoot tribe. I could be calling it wrong, so please forgive me. And there's a tribe, there a tribe whose descendants came from the Duwamish and the upper Puyallup people who inhabited the central Pugnan Sound for thousands and thousands of years before non-Indian settlement. The tribe's name is derived from a native name for the prairie on which the Muckleshoot Reservation was established. Following the, the reservation's establishment in 1857, this tribe and its members came to be known as the Muckleshoot tribe. Rather than by the historical tribe name, the Duwamish or the Upper Puljami ancestors. Now, don't crucify me if I'm calling this name incorrectly. I just decided to do something different and look things up and I think that's the way that you pronounce it. Now today, this tribe is still in existence in the United States. And they are also, um, they band together 
They're very active and they do lots and lots in their community. I found this information on Google. So if you want to Google the Muckleshoot Indian tribe, please do. You'll find out lots of information of what it is that they've done and what they continue to do. So in light of Thanksgiving, I decided to try one of their dishes and I tried salmon crushed with black, blackberries and seaweed. So don't judge me, but I'm gonna give you the recipe and I'm going to show you the contents of my hard labor being in the kitchen today. No, this is not a cooking show. This is let's talk about you. So I'm just sharing my little research that I looked up on our Native American sisters and brothers and a meal that I decided, let me try something new this Thanksgiving. So this recipe is two cups of fresh blackberries, some coarse salt, some um, a four ounce, four to five, six, maybe it could be six ounce salmon three tablespoons of sunflower oil or the oil of your liking, two to three uh, tablespoons of dried wakame seaweed and fresh chives just for garnishing. So I slaved this morning, oh woe is me, in the kitchen and I just followed everything to the outlined in the ingredients. And I'm not very good with doing that. Generally, when I find a recipe, I try to add my own little two cents and just do my own thing. And this is what I came up with. Can you see it? So this is my salmon draped with blueberries and my chive for garnish. I am so proud of myself. So this is in tribute to Thanksgiving. I decided to try a dish in celebration of my Native American brothers and sisters, the Muckleshoot tribe. This is my salmon draped with blackberries and seaweed. Okay, here goes. Mmm. If I didn't know that who cook it, I would say, girl, you could cook. Very good. I also put a little bit of seasoning in my pureed blackberries to just give it some extra flavor. It does not take away from the savoryness of the salmon. And I just seasoned my salmon with just pepper and salt, cleaned it in vinegar and water, a little bit of lemon. And the only difference that um, with this recipe versus the original recipe, I didn't cook it outside on wood as they suggested, but I know that would have given it a sweet, nice um, aroma and flavor, so. Mm. That is my recipe. Ooh, 
That was very, very good. I'm so enjoying that. So I am so grateful for you once again joining in and let's talk about you. I am so glad for the community that we will be continuing to build as we speak every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Atlantic, well, Eastern Standard Time locally here in St. Thomas Virgin Islands. And I know there's a time difference. So it will be 4 p.m. for my stateside brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions or comments, you're always free to just chime in on our Facebook website. You are just an awesome group. May God bless you. I am so grateful to you. I am thankful for you. My Thanksgiving blessing is to you that God meets you at your greatest point of need, even though things may be a little different because of social distancing and you can't congregate the way that you want to. Whatever you do, you do it safely, safely, safely. You could probably decide to do prepackaged meals and share with loved ones without um, sitting down and enjoying them the way that you've had. Those staples in our community, the organizations, the nonprofit organizations, the churches, continue to support them as they continue to support the community and come together in one accord as they serve meals. Um, I know there are lodges that have been serving meals for over 25 years. I don't want to call the name wrong, so I have to look at this name. I know there's a Carib Trade Lodge, number 17. For over 25 years, they've been serving lunch down at um, Alamuller School. And then there's also the CTL Lodge. They too, for over 25 years, have been serving lunch in the Virgin Islands. And as I said, I know that there are other nonprofit organizations, fraternities, uh, sororities. So support our community. We need one another, especially in this time. These are challenging times and nothing can be done without us coming together. We need each other. We need each other. We need each other. And I need you. So I thank you. I want to say praises to Accra for having VI Value Radio Show. I thank you for this opportunity to have this podcast. Let's talk about you as we talk about you, everything that concerns you. I praise you. I thank you. I am grateful for you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and a blessed and productive week. I'm signing off. Have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>